0: We're continuing in the Gospel where we left off last Sunday. Jesus was in his hometown preaching in the synagogue. and a few dramatic words, he told the people that he was the long-hoped-for Messiah, the Anointed One, as I said last weekend. They were amazed at the gracious words that came from his mouth. Then, as we heard today, just moments after that, Jesus continued to speak And they became furious at what he said. They tried to throw him off of a cliff. St. Paul endured a lot of situations like that as well. As he went around building up the church in the days after Jesus' death and resurrection, he was constantly under attack for what he preached. He was sent to prison, whipped nearly to the point of death, beaten with sticks, he was stoned, nearly starved. Likewise, with the author of our first reading, Prophet Jeremiah, our reading today, the first reading describes how God called Jeremiah to the work of a prophet, someone who spreads the message of God. God instructed him to stand up and tell them all that I command you, but God warned him they will fight against you. And they certainly did. Legend says that uh, Jeremiah was killed by his own countrymen for speaking God's word. And of course, this hasn't stopped in the centuries since. As I mentioned recently here in a homily, attacks on Catholic churches are becoming more and more common in the United States and Canada. And around the world, it's just becoming more dangerous for Catholics as laws are passed, which attempt to silence priests and faithful laypersons who seek to spread the gospel. Mainstream media and social media platforms, too, they often distort, silence, or just cancel the Catholic message. This leads us to wonder, why? Why do prophets, those people called by God to speak in the world on his behalf, why do they always run into opposition and hatred? In part, I think the answer is this, because God's message is challenging, and if you don't find it challenging in some way yourself, you might be missing something. Jesus challenged the people in the synagogue at Nazareth. They had hoped the Messiah would punish all the non-Jewish or Gentile nations and favor the Jews when he came. But Jesus, in his talk, pointed back in history to the prophets Elijah and Elisha, who had helped members of those other nations. And Jesus did this to remind them that all the nations, not just the Jews, were to be recipients of the gospel, of the good news. The Jews, in a word, would not get the preferential treatment that many of them had hoped for. Those in the synagogue did not like what they heard. They reacted in anger and they tried to kill the messenger. This just shows us that spreading the gospel in its entirety without weakening it was and remains a difficult and dangerous job because it challenges people to change their lives. Faced with truth and with lived examples of true love, true faith, and true hope, people are challenged to abandon their own selfish plans and and then to follow God's plan, to convert from selfish and worldly ways, and to live a more virtuous life. All too often, however, we respond with anger, or perhaps even worse, by simply ignoring the message and continuing to live in willed ignorance. But here's the thing. Willed ignorance and laziness about these things will not be a valid excuse when we each face Jesus at the end of our lives and are judged. I know many Catholics, for example, even those in the pew, dismiss the Church's teachings on the dignity of human life from conception to natural death, who like many of our nation's Catholic politicians, even promote and defend what is truly indefensible, the killing of unborn children in abortion. Many to ignore the Church's teachings on things that are related to that. Contraception. The Church's teaching on abstinence outside of marriage. Everyone, like you're not supposed to have sex outside of a marriage. Or on the church's teachings of, on the definition of marriage itself as between one man and one woman. Or the church's teachings on the true and unchangeable nature of each person is either man or woman. Right? People totally ignore these things or reject them right now. And me just saying that, that last paragraph that I just said, that probably made some of you angry. Hmm. Catholics also ignore things like the need for the sacrament of confession. I hear this all the time. You know, otherwise good and seemingly holy Catholics will say things like, I don't go to confession, I go directly to God with my sins. But the Catechism tells us that, and I'm quoting, individual and integral confession to a priest. Of grave sins followed by absolution remains the only ordinary means of reconciliation with God and with the church. Now, you guys are probably tired of me reminding you of this, but you may even uh, get annoyed with me. But don't kill the messenger and don't ignore the message. Instead, think honestly about the message and the source of that message, which is Jesus Himself. You know, I and the church. Doing our job of passing the message along. So, get to confession. Similarly, if you've freely chosen to miss Sunday Mass, or if you've freely taken the Lord's name in vain, or if you've freely chosen to disobey any church teaching on serious moral matters, and you've not gone to confession, you really are putting your eternal life at risk. You might not be headed for heaven, you might be headed for hell. I know that sounds harsh, but I speak like that because as a spiritual father, I try to love every one of you the way a biological father ought to love his kids, you know not with a superficial love in which which worries about whether or not they're personally liked. instead, I strive to have the love which Saint. Paul described in his beautiful hymn to love the love which as he put it does not seek its own interests which rejoices with the truth and which endures all things and which never fails you know parents who seek to just be friends and not fathers and mothers to their kids they really do a serious disservice to those children likewise pastors who work at being liked by the people By avoiding challenging truths, they do a disservice to the people. St. Paul was writing about a love which endures into heaven, into eternity. Jesus, speaking through the ministers of the Catholic Church, loves all people and invites all of them to get on the path to heaven. People don't like to hear his message because it means they must give up many of their own desires and conform their lives to the will of God. And, well, honestly, I think we're scared. We don't trust God enough to let him have his way with our lives. We hold back by dismissing the challenging parts of his message, by rationalizing our way out of them, or, sadly, by attacking the messengers. You know, if only we would just follow the example of the great saints who gave everything to God, Yeah, they were often poor, they they were often persecuted, but they were still deeply happy, and there was a peace in their lives, even in the midst of hardship. But most importantly of all, these saints, they now enjoy the unveiled face of God for all eternity in heaven. That's what we too should hope for. That's our goal. Let us all, as we approach Jesus in the Holy Eucharist, do so humbly. Let us all strive to be more docile to his teachings so that he might be able to transform our lives and the world through us for the better, even if the world hates us. Amen.